Hey Red Hawks, welcome back to UCL. I'm Christine, your host, and this is the fifth episode of UCL, United Colors of Liberty. So we're just like over a month in, and today is actually a little different because I don't have a guest with me. Instead, I'm going to talk to y'all about something really important to me and important to others and like important to just the scientific community in general, and that's women in STEM. So women in STEM has become this like cultural phenomena like and like pretty like like prevalent in mainstream culture in like the last couple of years um and rightfully so women deserve the representation women deserve the rights they deserve the compensation that they've worked so hard for and it's um and you would expect now that we're like in the 21st century it's 2022 that um that the gender pay gap would have closed by now, that that more women were in STEM, that more women uh, were working in general, and that they weren't expected to be homemakers all the time. But then again, society hasn't come that far since, or since women like even earned the right to vote in like the twentieth century, the like nineteenth twentieth century around that time. So it's um, it's still really important for. Uh, for people to still be talking about women in STEM because you know there are so many women who contributed so much to science like Marie Curie so let's get on to it and usually I would um I would usually talk about this with another person but I'm gonna read you some statistics about women in STEM so for those who don't know women only make up around 20 28% of the workforce in STEM and that's like 46 and then 46 percent of which are biological scientists 40.4 percent um are chemists and material uh scientists 25.2 uh computer and mathematical occupations and like 16.5 percent of which are engineers and architects and if you think about that that's only of the 28 percent that are actually in the stem workforce However, it is known that around um, around like eighty or so percent, uh, eighty or, or so percent of women make up the healthcare force, but less than twenty or so percent um, get to actually sit on boards, or they get to any do any like leadership roles within those um, positions and like those settings. So it's really daunting to see how much. Uh, how much divide there is between women and men and other other people so so about the women in stem movement it's like to help close the gender pay gap enhance women's economics and social security and just to prevent biases now it like besides the obvious fact that women have been oppressed for thousands and thousands of years like people might be like oh women have already reached equality they have the right to vote they have the right to work and we'll be like yeah but like do you not do you can you not read in between the lines can you not see that women in stem earn less women in stem are treated like terribly why do you think title nine complaints are a thing it's just one of those things so talking about factors that contribute to um all these divides between um professions and gender there's a lot of gender stereotypes around um the stem work field in general 
So, there's this misconception that men are just better at than women at STEM, like science, technology, that, that, that they're just better and that women are more docile and that they need to do more um, domestic work, like perhaps becoming a teacher or doing some housework or just doing something that doesn't pertain to STEM, which is, uh, which is illicitly incorrect just because so many of wonderful uh, scientific discoveries have been made by women like Maria Curie and her discoveries as well as um, I forget her name but she discovered the the DNA and she got it stolen by these guys and it was very uh, not slay and it was very annoying for her because it was she didn't get credit until the until like years after she died and people uh started to see that um that it was like not all right for like because this has been actually going on for a while that uh that uh like rosalind franklin that's her name i just thought of it that rosalind franklin did all of these discoveries but james watson and francis cricks were just able to take it up and everyone believed them and they wouldn't hear it even from a woman so so that's even a bigger uh that's an even bigger issue um and that just brings us to the issue of women not being able to speak out women are often silenced about a lot of things like sexual assault opinions like at all and just trying to redeem what's their own what's their own discovery like rosalind franklin when she discovered the structure of dna but was not but was published under james watson and uh francis crick that's pretty sucky and another thing is that because why is it so hard to speak out it's because we live in a male-dominated culture it's a patriarchy and with these male-dominated cultures, it's it's a culture that's hard to disassemble because it's so encroached upon our minds. We have been a male-dominated society since, like, the beginning of time. And it's hard to undo that. And while society has been progressing to um, be more equal, ultimately, it's, um, it's still male-dominated. And the 28% of women that work in STEM, not including the 80% of which that make up the healthcare workforce... Um, that that number just shows it that uh, women are not taken seriously when they should be. So, another reason why so few women decide to go into STEM, but like completely ignoring the, <laughs> don't ignore it, but like completely forgetting about it. Just forget about what I just said and think about how many women have been in STEM from. Uh, in the last couple of years anyone worth notable or anyone who anyone will listen to because they are women there is very few role models for girls to look up to for like they just don't feel like they um they're not working towards a goal because a lot of our goals that we have are set by um fellow women um who in stem and we just want to be like them we want to live up to their uh we want to live up to their memory but with so few women doing this it's very hard to convince um little girls to even try because like that brings us to the confidence gap 
uh, it'll be there's like the lack of role models will not give any motivation to little girls to try and become a woman in STEM. And by the and there were studies by um, there were studies shown that confidence drops in girls around the third grade because they're so much they're so discouraged by adults so that they they, they just like settle for settle for less when they should be striving for more so you might be thinking christine what does this have to do with you you said that um it was very near and dear to you well i am a woman in stem as well um i i believe that um science is the future um i am more of a math person actually but i also am a big fan of science so that's a double that's a double stem i guess um but also pertaining to the fact that even women in stem the, those who are women in stem those who have made it a lot of those women are also not people of color women of color um if we pull up some statistics here i am a woman of color and uh there are very few role models that um i have very few role models that look like me that are wi- uh women like that are in stem so it's very um such so challenging and it's my goal to uh it's my goal to push uh, push the younger generation to try and be more uh, more open to accepting everyone and anyone. So the U.S. Census Bureau reports that women uh, of color represented uh, approximately. Okay, so the women of the U.S. Census Bureau uh, reported that around twenty eight percent. Uh, are uh, are women in STEM, and then that includes around five point five percent being Asian women, three percent being Black women, and four point eight percent Latino women, uh, with the rest assumedly being white. And then that makes up around eleven point five percent being eleven point five to. 12% only being a uh, women of color out of the 28%. That is a disturbingly um, big gap and that just um, that just shows that uh, misogyny and racism and sexism are just kind of intertwined with each other and you can't fix one by just excluding the other. You have to take them both into account. So what I'm trying to say is is you really need to keep an open mind to people especially women of color because women of color ultimately have the hardest time working uh, in stem as the statistics show and uh, you know all women deserve a chance don't get me wrong but i'm just saying the statistics show that women of color are more disadvantaged so what can you do to help women in stem well, you don't have to go out and, like, donate to organizations. None of that really, like, you don't need to spend money to be a good advocate. You just need to advocate for equal equal rights for everyone. And you need to advocate for um, diversity in your, uh, 
diversity in STEM. And here at Liberty, there is so much diversity. Uh, if you um, work back to our first episode, I ran down some statistics of the students at Liberty, and we saw that um, a majority of students were um, Asian students, which is amazing because um, a while ago it would have been ma- majority white students. And I know a lot of students here are very, very heavy on STEM. And so that just, um, and then I see like these younger students and I see how much, uh, how dedicated to STEM they are. And that just kind of shows that the future is progressing, but we still need to work to get um, our young students there. Okay, so I guess that's all I have to really say about women in STEM. I would love to say more, but... That's just like the basic rundown of how I think that women in STEM are represented, statistically speaking, and opinion, uh, and my opinion on it, I guess. Um, so this was the fifth episode. So next week, I'll have a new episode up, and I hope you'll come back for that. This was United Colors of Liberty. I'm your host, Christine, and we'll see you next time.